Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasha Dash. I wish we were coming to you on better circumstances today. I wish we were talking about watching this Miami Heat-Knicks game tonight and figuring out who's our next opponent going to be, but, oh man... How's uh, how's everyone how's everyone feeling after that last night uh, loss? Not good. I mean, had a, had a, a, a true opportunity. Um, the one time that in my career that I had a chance to win it, win the series in Game Six at home, uh, we didn't win, and seven wasn't even close. <clears throat> that was my only time that I I was in that situation. So it's the odds are usually stacked against you. So hopefully we can make it different this time. Yeah, it's brutal. I almost wish like I, mean, I, I don't wish it's a blowout, but it's the worst when they they tease you and think like, oh, we got this, we got this, but you don't. <laughs> Yeah, it's the worst when it gives it to you and then takes it away rather than from the start. If it was just Boston's game, like, all right, they came out hungrier, but they didn't like we were in it. We had a lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Erica, everyone on uh, Twitter yesterday before the game was talking about the last time we went to the Eastern Conference Finals. You play you you were part of that team the last time we went to Eastern Conference Finals, um, obviously the finals, too. But um, in that series against Toronto yeah. Raptors. What's that? I said baby steps. Let's get to the yeah. semifinals yeah, let's, let's first. <laughs> let's do this first, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, in that series with Toronto, we went seven games. Yeah. You guys had the opportunity to close out game six in Toronto. Obviously a little different. Um, but it, t- it took you guys seven games to win that series. Do you see any kind of parallels with the teams and the way the things are going so far or no? I mean, it's different. I mean, we had home court. So <clears throat> our similarities are actually more like Boston. Um, except, you know, we weren't down 3-2. I mean, we were down 2-1, um, 
um, in that series, I believe, or maybe we weren't. I'm not, I'm not sure. I know we were down one zero. They won the first game. Um, <clears throat> so, no, I mean, I just think that it's 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 similar from the standpoint that it that has gone seven games, but we were at home, and and, and that's a big difference. Um, that we went on the road and we lost game six, but we had the lead, and you know, then it just came a one game series at our place. So I'm sure. And that Sixers locker room, they would have also liked to have a one-game series at home too. Um, even though we just lost at home, you would still love to have another one there instead of going back to Boston. But it's just one game, so you got to toss it up no matter where it's at. Um, that's why the season is important, and that's why you play for home court advantage. And Boston had that better record, and that's why they're at home. So, but we've won there before, and we don't have to do it again if we want to keep playing. You were right. You were down 2-1. Yeah. 2-1? Yeah. Got to have a do-or-die mentality uh, going into this this, this Sunday. Which I don't get. I was hoping they they had that last night. Yeah, Maxie said, you know, we got to consider a Game 7 war. It's like, you should have considered this war. What do you mean? So you were were fighting against someone who was was fighting a war and you weren't? You're going to lose that every time. I mean, in he some instances, you, you look at it as a team that's um, playing like it's no tomorrow and a team that's playing like, well, we have another tomorrow. And I said that last time. I was like, I'm worried about us being like, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel that way the majority of the game. Um, I felt that way the end of the game. Oh, yeah. They were sort of like, oh, well, we got another opportunity. Yeah, with like two minutes left, we, we felt that way, actually. When there was still life there, like we had a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a lot to get into with this game. So, we're going to kind of cover all that and then we'll get into um, predictions for game seven on Sunday. Um, don't know what time that game's going to be yet. We're waiting to see what happens with the Warriors and Lakers game. If the Warriors lose, that's a 3 30 game on Sunday. So, um, but okay, we'll get into the first thing. So, obviously, brutal, deflating, deflating loss uh, last night. Um, Tatum outscored the Sixers by three in the fourth quarter. Um, just his fourth quarter alone. I mean, that last two minute barrage, he had more points than um, Melton, uh, Harden, and um, uh, Tobias. And, and so, um, yeah, so uh, lot, lots of blame to go around. Everyone's kind of on Twitter has been kind of blaming everyone on the team. Some are saying Doc needs to go, um, just Harden, uh, Embiid. Yeah. But old, fa- old faithful blame Doc. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> <gotta be> Doc. <laughs> So I want to ask you guys. Um, I know we don't we're not pointing fingers here. It's obviously the loss. It's a team game, so you know everyone's at fault. You know, as as a, as a part in it. But who are you guys look to when you, when you watch that game last night? Who, who do you kind of like look to as the, the person that like man, like if you could have stepped up or you know we would have won? Who who, who dipping out blame? Who would you guys uh, pick as your person to blame for last night? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I'd never blame one guy. Um, I think it's a shared blame. Um, and for the most part, I, I think it's more on the players than, than the, the coaching staff. Yeah. Um, Boston, I mean, we, we scored 13 points in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. 13 points. Um, <clears throat> I felt that we got passive, um, I mean, guys were getting open shots. They weren't making them. 
I mean, I felt we didn't attack the basket. We didn't try to get on, get to the free throw line. We, we, um, and then we weren't getting stopped. So the game just kind of came and they kept fighting and we just kind of conceded a little bit. So <clears throat> that tells me that this, this isn't any one particular person that's going to take more. Um, I think collectively, um, throughout the whole game, guys have always have highs and lows. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I think, I know Joel was saying he didn't touch the ball. Some of that is on the guy. Some of that is on Joel. Um, I, I, I do believe at the end of the game, you know, it's what, a two-point game with four or five minutes left. Go down low, like I've been saying before, go as deep as you can, demand the ball, get the ball, get to the free throw line, or put somebody in the basket. Just do that. Um, if if he goes down there and he's commanding that ball and he's wide, he's spread, he's posting up hard, and they don't throw him the ball, then it's easy to point the finger at who's not throwing him the ball. Totally. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to say that. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so I, I think that there was a lot of deferring going on. Offensively. Defensively. We, we, we didn't get stops. Um, Tatum hit some shots, and a couple shots he hit was tough shots, but uh, a couple shots, if I remember, we were, weren't matched up correctly. Um, the one shot he took, I know up top, it was a simple switch. <laughs> he should have been there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just miscommunication. Um, so that game was to be had. <clears throat> they jumped out to a big lead. And they had a big lead without their best player making making buckets. <laughs> Anything. And and then we caught them and took the lead, and their best player wasn't making buckets. That's the game you should win. That's the, that's the game you should win. Um, so to me, my that's a collective collective blame. You, we can go and pinpoint one particular guy what he did, but that's collective blame. Um, <clears throat> as far as the staff. Maybe you call a timeout or maybe you be more directive in your play calling and set calling and more directive in who you want to have the ball instead of get, putting the onus on the players. You'd be more direct with that. Um, it's probably something that could have been done and you call more timeouts. You know what I'm saying? You kind of see it go to, you know, Tatum hit one, three, call timeout. You, you know, hit two, call timeout. You kind of see where it, where it's going. All right, let's, you know, slow this game down. Let's, he's he done made a shot now. Let's, Address that. So, from a staff standpoint, yeah, so I, I feel it's collective. Before I go, let me ask you a question. Was that loss so bad to the point where it's distracting? Almost like, how do you recover from that? No, I, no, I, don't, I don't think that that loss is as distracting when you have another opportunity to play. I think that loss will be magnified if we don't win game, game seven. That yes. game will be looked at as a horrible loss. Or maybe if it was an earlier in the yeah. series, maybe. If we, don't, game win game seven, seven, if we don't win game seven, because you, know, you can win game seven and people are moving on to the next round and not even paying attention to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, definitely. It really depends on how game seven go. will we'll, we'll determine the magnitude of, of game six. It's crazy how things flip flop so quickly. They were talking about Celtics blowing up two days ago, and now it's now it's what do the Sixers do? What do they? Who, yeah, I mean, they were talking about you know like um, 
you know, Joe making adjustments and and Doc out coaching him, and, and he made a subtle adjustment. He changed the starting lineup and did what we had said before. Like, why is he not playing? Like, maybe he watched our show or something. I don't know. Why is, <laughs> why is he not playing Williams and, you know, Al together? Um, our, lineup is actually, our lineup is made for them to play together. Yeah. Um, because of the lineup that we have. You know, PJ is – guys just – we just have him catching the shooting and rebounding. That, that plays right into Al yep. Williams guarding them. He doesn't have to play off the bounce or pick and rolls. You don't have to do any of that. <clears throat> so I thought that was it, huge. It worked defensively. It also hurt offensively because between – usually between like Smart and Rob Williams and Horford, you really have like two offensive players between all three of those guys. But Smart shot lights out, so it, that, it negated any of that. shoot well. The last game he didn't shoot well in, in game six. No, but, no, but, but Williams smart. does is Williams is a lob threat. So how many times that guys are driving, they're throwing it up to him, or he's getting an offensive rebound. So as a big, you're you're are you less inclined to go and help um, because of that. And then when you do, they just throw it up to the rim because he's a lob threat. And then it, you know, Joel was guarding two different people. One man he's guarding Williams, and then with Al guards and we missed, he's going to be on Al. And those are two different matchups. Totally two different matchups. Um, and like I said, Al's not making – he hasn't made threes the last two games, but you still defended him like he's making them. So that little subtle adjustment, um, we'll see what we do to combat that next time. Um, but we'll, we'll play better. Just know if we'll, you know, hopefully we play well enough to win it. And that adjustment they – another question. is That, that adjustment they made, it, it's nothing like – jarring to the point where we need to adjust lineups. It's just we need to adjust our play on the court. Yeah, I mean, I think you – you. I don't think we need to adjust our lineup, but I, I think we need to adjust our attack. Yeah. Because it's – if Williams is going to be on – say, for instance, he's on PJ and we have PJ in the corner, maybe now PJ becomes a screener to get a guy shot. Screener for James, screener for Maxi, with no one there, and those guys are coming off clean because they're playing off of him. Um, those, those, that's that's just an example of things that you can do different with that lineup. Whereas they have Grant Williams or they have White in there, those guys are more inclined to be perimeter defenders more so than help defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, or they just looking to switch and do that, but that's a way of kind of attacking it. Um, putting PJ in more pick and rolls. Um, to kind of get a switch with the big, and then he can roll out, and now you got the guard attacking that big. So it's just different things that you can do. Like the, like I said, the attack is going to have to be different. I'm sure they had some ways to attack that lineup previously, but Boston had went away from it so much that you went into that game and like, oh, you probably you know get the starters what 45 minutes an hour before the game start. And you're not really going to tweak your, your approach until kind of game starts. Um, Doc said he was, Doc said they were prepared for it. They game plan for that. Yeah, prepared I don't, I don't know if I believe. What I'm saying I is, you, you know, I'm sure you prepare for that. You know, you kind of throw different scenarios of that. But at the end of the day, 
the players are going to prepare for that, but they're also going to understand what they've seen the last five years. You have to experience it first. You know what I'm saying? So you got to feel it. Yeah. Um, And for the most part, it worked for them, but we also were put in position to win the game in the fourth quarter. Like we were in Mm -hmm. position to win the game. Yeah. Um, so blame. So let's start with the obvious. Tobias Harden, Melton combining for 15 points. Harris one for seven. Melton over for five. Uh, Harden four of 16. Um, and from three, they combined 0 of 11. That's a big one. Um, uh, five of 28 overall. Uh, and B not touching the ball last four minutes. Like you said, uh, I'm not sure who you want to blame for that. I mean, For that, for him not touching the ball, yeah, I mean, I mean, for him not touching the ball is to me, in my opinion, um, only three people can get that blame: Joel, James, and Doc. Yeah, you can't blame anybody else for that. But like you said earlier, it's not like he was clearing a path and saying, "Like a shack, give that's, give me." That's the, why. That's why you had to blame him. Give me the fucking ball, dude. Give me yes. the ball now. Yes, like. Shaq yes. used, used to pin you. Everybody in the arena know if you don't, it's going to be mumbles and 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 and, and booze if you're not throwing him the ball. And he's yeah, he well, he didn't. I wouldn't say he hid, but he also wasn't. He was just standing around. He was forceful in demanding offense. He wasn't forceful in demanding the ball. But it's easy um, to get caught up with that because you you just do what you do and you kind of stand in half court and put not half court the free throw line, kind of put your hand up. Now all of a sudden it's late in the shot clock or they double you real quick or they double the ball and all of a sudden you kick it and the guy's wide open and he misses. You kind of come down and do the same thing. Another guy's wide open. He misses. So you touching the ball, but you ain't really getting looks because they kind of like, okay, we ain't going to let you play. You kick it out to a wide open guy thinking that's the right play and it doesn't work. But that's why I'm saying that like, if you look at MJ and, you know, like a Kareem that had a Scott hook, that was his move, double or not. MJ had to fade away. That's his move, double or not. So you you got to learn how to sometimes play knowing you're going to get double. So you get that deep post, you catch and you shoot. Mm-hmm. Catch and you jump hook. You catch and you shoot a fade away or whatever it is, but sometimes you got to play through that. If he, you attempted that guy, one of those, he attempted one of those jump hooks, by the way. If you that guy, that's what you have to do. He attempted that. I'm just saying, if, you, if you're that guy, that's what you have to do. Sometimes you have to play through all that. They come in the double, then look, man, it's winning time, man. This is this, this is why I'm the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like I mean, it was a good game, but 26 and 10 is not enough. It's below your average. It's below both your averages. It's, it's, it's below your averages, but it's also it's 26 and 10. If, if you get 26 and 10 and you got six to seven attempts in the last four minutes, you're like, it was an off night. You went at it, went for it, but it was an off night. If you don't get attempts, then it's sort of like, all right, well, we, we got to do more. So yeah. I'm not going to be one that's just going to blame everybody else except Joel for that. No. Like I said, three people. For him not getting shots, three people I would blame. Joel, James, and Doc. No one else. So more about shots. These are the distance of the shots we took uh, in the final quarter. Okay. 27 feet away, miss. 14 foot, make. 
18 foot make dunk make 15 foot make 23 foot miss 25 foot miss 23 foot miss a layup uh five foot they didn't say exactly where it was around the paint miss 14, 24 miss, 28 foot miss, 19 foot miss, 25 foot miss, 24 foot miss, 14 foot miss, and then 16 foot make. I mean, you'd think it was, was a three point shooting. The, was that to end the game or was that? The entire fourth quarter. It's the entire fourth quarter? The entire fourth quarter. Yeah, we weren't making threes. I mean, yeah, we weren't making threes. Keep jacking. I, mean, I think three or four of those were Melton. But. Yes, it's just crazy. That's, and he was I mean, open too, though. No? Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah was just, <laughs> he's been shooting those, and we like great. He's been making some. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and his misses are bad. His misses were bad too. They were like yeah, they, they didn't look like usually. You know, just watching from television, you kind of you get a sense like oh, that's good or it looks good. Yes, with him he, especially, it didn't look good. Like, like you, no. could, you could see on the release that that was long or that was off to the left or right. Like, you could see it on the release. His um, misses were a fast break igniter almost every time. They, were like, darted off. Yeah, I mean, it was just – it was it – was, but it almost seemed like when he shot it, it almost seemed like we were – we didn't have great balance. Like, it was a surprise that he was shooting when he's wide open, which to me, like, a wide open guy shooting shouldn't be a surprise. Like, you should be – Getting in position for transition defense or offensive rebound if you know if a guy's wide open. Yeah, yeah, it was it was rough. Our first half was rough. Our first half was terrible. We, we had 40, 43 points in the first half. So like we were down by what we were down by. I was like, I'm I'm pretty happy with this. It was actually a role reversal from the other games. Boston was usually the one coming back before halftime and cutting into a deficit, and making it look like an okay game. We finally did that. And I was like, okay, I'll take this. This is not bad. Um, what, down seven? I was happy with that. But third quarter looked great, too. I was I was so excited in that third quarter. And the fourth quarter was – so that was our lowest scoring quarter of the entire series, 13 points. Um, the next lowest scoring one – I don't know if you guys remember this one or, or not. You do, but 15 points, the overtime game, where we, like, couldn't score in that last quarter – and we um, like, how did we win that? Because James hit that. Didn't he hit a crucial fourth quarter shot in that in that game? Yeah. Like we just didn't have we didn't have anyone to spark. Brown just left him wide open. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a spark in that fourth quarter because same with that. I think that game too, and B just disappeared in the fourth quarter of that fifteen point game. So those two games, we we're lucky to come out with that one with a win. Um, but the, th- the difference is Boston was down by a lot going into that fourth quarter. So they came back. They scored a lot, but they tied it instead of winning it. Um, exact same amount. 24 points they scored in both fourth quarters against us. We had 13. We had 15. So, yeah. And that was at home, too, by the way. That was also at Philly. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, uh, Kevin O'Connor uh, kind of looked at what MB said about his final touch came with a 359 uh, marker. Um, that one touch is tied for the fewest he had in the final four minutes of a game all year. October 24th, the blowout versus the Pacers. He also had one. Um, in the 47 games that Embiid played, at least three of the final four minutes, uh, he averaged eight touches Eight touches in those games. So big uh, big difference, averaging eight to one. <sighs> yep. 
the, I, I think I just think we, we we wanted to like go for the kill. And when Harden did that step back three on the top of the key when it was eighty three eighty one, I think they just want, they wanted to go for that because we go by five there with like what four minutes left. The game game's done. No, it's or not. not done, but like it's not done, but like I mean, it's a that's the thing. It wouldn't I mean, have been I the kill. That, I, I, I seen that shot and I thought that like it was very close to a foul being called. And I remember that play, and I and I remember thinking to myself, like, that was a tough one. You know, like, if we would have hit that, we would have been up five. Like, like I was thinking that when that happened. And then from that point on, it was just like they came down. And I don't know if they scored yeah. that next possession, but um, it was just like just wasn't going yeah. anywhere from that point on. It was just like we looking and we looking. And I was watching the game with my younger boys, and they were just like, they were calling it out like, uh, are you guys going to win? Uh, are you guys going to win? <laughs> it just, it, you know, it was almost like <clears throat> fake. Not, yeah, not that, really that was it game. after that one. That was like, it. When he missed that, Tatum hit two in a row. Is that what happened? Yeah. So it was like, I know he hit that corner three, and I remember there. I said, there's a big shot right there. Ugh. The one he hit in the corner. And then he came down and we missed, and then he hit the one, I believe, at the top of the key. To the left. To the left of the top of the key, um, and I was like, "There you go." So it was almost, and that's what I was saying before. Like it's almost when he hit that one, you almost call a timeout then because you like, okay, you don't hit that shot. You know he's been off all game, guys. You you, you mean after that the the hard miss. after his first one when he made it right there? Yes, yes. You call a timeout. Um, yeah, just to be like, because you see how it went. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely after the second one, I believe we called a timeout after the second. We did. One. We did. Um, but I, I'm I'm of the belief if because to me, when he hit that first one, they did take the lead. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, eighty four, eighty three. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm of the belief that you don't wait to them see if they hit another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stop it dead in his tracks right there. Yes. And after his second three, our next two shots were three pointers. Yeah, yeah. It's like we, we were trying to get it all way. back. We we're trying to match them. It's like, dude, yeah. don't try to match. Just play your game. Just play your game. Yep. Yeah, it, it was, it was really frustrating. I, I felt like you know, don't go for kill shots, dude. I mean, there was like five or six or. Six. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like you're going like guys are guys were wide open. So they're they're told shoot the wide open three, shoot the wide open. Yeah, three. yeah. Um, in that four minutes left, situations come into play, but not really like under two minutes. You know what I'm saying? Or two minutes left, the situations come into play where maybe you turn that down for a second. Um, but guys, not gonna turn it on wide open shot. That end up being the best shot you can get. So, and I did mention how Harden's had a uh, one great game, two clunker, a little progression here. So I was not surprised by his bad game. Um, I did run some numbers though. So, um, Embiid, Harden, Maxi, and Harris. I think we've said in the past just combined to make ninety points, and then the, we should win. So in our in our wins, they combined for ninety six, ninety nine, eighty nine. The eighty nine was without Joel, so I took the next highest score there. Yeah. Um, our losses, those four guys have combined for 56, 66, and 67. It's a huge disparity. Yeah. We're talking 30 points. 30 points difference. 
<laughs> so that's, that's and, that, and that's just another uh, reason that it's you know it's collective, not individual blame. Yeah. What is you uh, final topic on on, on this uh, segment here? But what, what did you think uh, there was when there was about one fifty two left in the game or one fifty one left where Doris Burke kind of called out, um, kind of called that hard and Embiid are kind of leisurely walking up the floor like there's like plenty of time left in the game. What, what did you make of that? Did yeah, you feel she, like they probably packed it in? Doris was right. They conceded the game was over. It was still enough time. One fifty fight. You know, you go down, you get a stop. You just come down, hit a three, or hit, hit the bucket. Like they conceded that the game was over. That's that. That's Knowing that you have another night. Yes. Knowing that, hey, you know, well, they got us, but we got another game. Um, and you conceded. You conceded it a little too early. So you play it out. If Doc want to take you out, then take you out. But you play it out. Yeah. I mean, you hit a, you hit a two there. It's a two-possession game yeah. with a minute and 40 left. They, they, they didn't run back. You can see it. It was clear as day. She, I seen it. They didn't do it. She just happened to say it. You yeah. Know, <laughs> but it was clear. Yeah, they were done. They were like, they, yeah. like they, yeah. They got called out, checked out right there. They, they were doing fine with it. I think part of it was Embiid's, I didn't get the ball the last two minute frustration too. It was like. Whatever the reason is, it's, it was something that they shouldn't have done. Yeah, no I agree. Um, okay, so kind of talking about Embiid and Harden and Doc. Um, so being up 3-2 and losing at home is bad enough to lose in, in, in that way. also makes it worse. Um, but uh, this is something we've been kind of talking about all year. Um, who's the season bigger for? Doc, Embiid, Harden. Um, and so I know in the NFL and the NBA, they always talk about legacy games. Um, and so with, with this game coming up in Game 7, who is this game bigger for when it comes to Harden, Embiid, and Doc? Who would you say this kind of game kind of – we're gonna we're gonna look back to this game as far as like getting over a hump or kind of a legacy game for them um, going into this uh, this weekend. I mean, in some ways, that's a tough question because it's so many different things at play for each person that you named. Um, <clears throat> the one thing I knew about Doc and James is they come in with a history already attached to them. So either way, how did, no matter how this game goes, that history of their attachment isn't really going to change. Like they're always going to be judged on the moment that's at hand. Um, I think it's really about Joel. I think it's about him. Um, you're the MVP. Um, you got one game to do what you said you wanted to do against a team that <clears> – <throat> has beaten you and but you've wanted their place go be the MVP go be the best player on on the court and win the game so if I had to pick one guy <clears throat> I think it's on him because I, I could see a, I can see a scenario where Doc and James aren't here next year but Joel will be here next year mm-hmm. um, so how long are we going to continue to talk about not getting past the second round yeah. So, I mean, sooner or later, we're going to have to, you know, it's going to have that conversation like, you know, it's, it's, it was Ben, it was this guy, it was Doc, it was previous coach, it was James. Like, you know, sometime, eventually it's going to be, you got to take some more, some more onus on you, um, Joel. So, and I don't think it's anything as far as, <clears throat> he's a different kind of guy or he can't do it. I don't see it like that. 
I'm just saying, <clears throat> whenever you're in position to advance or move forward and you're an MVP candidate and you're an MVP and you're the best player, one of the top players in the world, it should fall on you. Um, <clears throat> if you go out and you do, and people seeing that you putting up these crazy numbers and you're doing all you can, and you don't get the balance around you, then it's easy to point at other people. Um, if the team doesn't show up totally, it's easy to point the finger at the staff. Um, but your best player in the MVP got to be the one that gets you there. You know, I played with Allen Iverson. It was like um, Allen has some great games and some games that, <clears throat> you know, I believe we had a game seven that he didn't, play particularly well and when we still won I don't remember I believe so but <clears throat> that energy was always there the effort was always there like you never had to question any of that um not not saying that you had to question it for Joe but I'm just saying like he was still even though even though he were he was wasn't didn't shoot a high percentage he still felt like the best player on the on the court he was still dominant you, you know what I'm saying like you still he still got to have his presence felt so much that the game becomes easier for everyone else. And I just think in order for us to go to that next round and, this, and advance from there and win the championship, he's going to have to be the best player on the court. Toronto game seven. Yes. He was eight for 27 at 21 points. Yes. He had 16 assists, though. He had 16 assists, though, yeah. Yeah. What, what, was, what did he shoot? Eight for 27. That's what I thought. Yeah, I said I, I thought it was it was going game seven where he did not he didn't shoot a high percentage, but he found another way. You see what I'm saying? Like he had assists, and, you know, but um, but he still attacked and just him missing, but him attacking still giving us opportunities off his rebound. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And T Hill and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like we still had chances by him, his aggressiveness and his ability to attack the rim. So. Percentage-wise, yeah, but you know, but we were always also different. We could we could win games when Allen didn't shoot well because of all the rebounding the defense that we that we that yep. we had. So, but yeah, Joel has this. To me, it's a signature game for, number one for the for the best player. Just like for Boston, I think it's a signature game for Tatum and Brown. I, I think it's Tatum Brown, however you want to do it, Joel James, however you want to look at. It. That's what it's about. That's what that's what they're gonna remember. They remember these games, and <clears throat> I played on some really good teams. Um, and when we played in Game Sevens and win, lose, or draw, uh, my name didn't come up very often. Aaron McKee's name didn't come up very often, but Allen Iverson's name come up. <laughs> Larry Brown's name come up. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, before I go to the original question, just with Embiid, he's third on the team in attempts in the playoffs this year. Like that. Wait, he's also missed, he missed games, game? though. Huh? He's missed two. Is that because he missed the game? No, no, per game, per game. Oh, per game. Oh, per, per game. game. I thought total attempts. Oh, no, 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 per game. He's, th he's third attempts, dude. Like. Yeah, I mean, is 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 it because, okay, it's per game. How many did he take in game two? Did he not take a lot in game two? Yeah, I don't think he did take a lot in game two. Did that, that kind of lower the percentage, you think? I, I'm, I'm right here right now. Um, 
that's just by the way, that's throughout the playoffs. That's not even just in the series. So okay. Well he didn't play well, he didn't play in game four of that uh I thought the, the Jersey, um, not Jersey, but I'm sorry, Brooklyn was doubling him off the bus. Yeah. His attempts were, were down that series because of that. Game two, um, he attempted nine in that game. Yeah. yeah. That, I knew his percentage, I knew his shot attempts was low that game. Um. Yeah, and Brooklyn limited him just by tripling and doubling him all, all series. So, I mean, he really couldn't shoot that much in that series. Yeah, I'm just saying your best player should be attempting the most this, shots. This, this series, especially from game three and on, um, if it takes 30 attempts, then he's going to have to get 30 attempts. Yeah. And, you know, 30 good ones, you know, like he, it's gonna, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take for him to – you average 33, whatever, during, that's what it's going to take. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take what it takes. So yeah, let's go to the last let's do the last three games. Didn't lead our team in attempts last game. Uh he he did barely left our team in attempts the game before. And then the game before that. Let me see. He barely led our team in attempts in that one. So they're all close, but it's not if you look at the regular season, it's not even close for attempts. Right, yeah. I mean, it's not. He's yeah, not, he, 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 not being he, that he aggressive. Got, he got to pull it. He got to do it. Like, you're the MVP, dude. Yeah. You're the most un, most unstoppable player in the league. You're the MVP. It's time to, you know what I mean? Like, he's got to get closer. His playoffs got to get closer to his regular season version of himself. Yeah, I, 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 that's why I say I, I, I say that's why when you ask the question, Marcus, I say Joel more than anybody. Yeah, I think you. I think you actually talked me into that answer. I think I want to say the same thing. Um, <laughs> so there are a lot of different factors here. I went a little deeper. Uh, I think it comes down to legacy and past and future, right? So with Doc, you have a ring already, so he's got that going for him already, right? Um, he's, he's got a big string of, of choke teams in the playoffs. Most of the time, they were favorites too, so they weren't just choke jobs. They were like big ones, right? They're very famous ones. Yeah. Um, Harden has been an MVP, very shaky playoff pass with a lot of bad games and no shows. Future with him and Doc are the, the shakiest, like you you mentioned. Game seven might dictate both those guys in Philadelphia. Um, Harden's still going to sign for a lot of money, whether it's here. Yeah, or yeah I, don't, when it, Again, I don't really look at it as game seven. I look at it as not making it past the second round. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, well at this point they're, they're the you same know, thing. You know now. What I'm saying? Like it's really it comes down to a game seven, but really it's about the series. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Series, you didn't go, you know, past that. So it's easy to say it comes down to this game, but if we lose game seven, is game six not important too? Because that's when you were at home. That's why people like come down to this game with no, like, it, no, it really came down to the last game too. Then you know, yeah. What I'm yeah. Well, your thing is valid. We're here now, and they have a chance to erase some of that, right? So that's you what can't bounce back off saying, that, and I'm, I'm, that's not, you I'm, not, I'm not denying what you're saying, but I'm just saying, but that's also what they had in game six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was worried before the game that they weren't taking it as seriously as they should have t- taken it. Like, you know, with, with Maxie's whole, we're going to go and do this next game like it's a war. Oh, that's what Boston said going into game six. You should already have the mentality 
It's game six, not game one. Even game one should be a war. Seven game series. Like, this isn't game three of the regular season. This is it, man. Like, the whole thing's a war. It didn't start in game seven. Anyway, um, Maxie's not under investigation here. So, (laughs) uh, I think it should be a bigger deal for Harden and and, and Embiid. Um, I think the media and fans are going to make it more about Doc, unfortunately, which is not Mm -hmm. fair. Um, I think Doc probably has the most to lose because I think he might not be our coach if things go poorly in this game. And he might just retire and not be a coach at all anymore. So he's going to go from coaching a contender to maybe not coaching at all. So that's a big drop off for him. Harden's still going to play for another three years and making max contract probably. Um, Harden's legacy. TNT or ESPN will take Doc in the heartbeat, so he'll be good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's great. (laughs) Yeah, I I love listening to Doc. Um, So it's not going to impact Harden's job security. Um, But I lean Harden because he is older and the chances of him winning a finals decreases a lot. Same with Embiid. His chances decrease every year, too. But Harden's got what five years on him they they will decrease more rapidly over the next couple of years and Harden's play has decreased uh every year so Harden's um, been to the conference finals though, and the finals he has yeah I mean he was <laughs> he's he been was six, he was six man in the finals but yeah but he's, but he's but he's been to a conference finals and the finals yeah yeah yes yeah so it comes down to but he all but people dog his playoff pass. He's got a bad yes, playoff. They, they do, but they also know that he's done that. So getting past the second round is not an issue. That's not what you're saying about him. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I, I guess I'm talking. That's more what about, I'm saying. It's like we, if we're not making it, if we're, if we're if we're saying this is a whatever this run, however long long this run has been, what five years, or whatever this run has been, and we haven't gotten past the second round. That's Embiid. Only two years is on James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I wouldn't even put on Doc. And I wouldn't even put last year on. has been there the whole time. I wouldn't even put last year on James. To be honest with you, James oh, just so, got here. So, so James is basically like Durant this year for Suns. So, I, so I that's what, saying, so what are we talking about? Like, like. <laughs> so, we're, if, we're, so we're, if we're specifically talking about semifinal games played, then yes, obviously Embiid's like a, a shoe in number one with a bullet. Uh, he's he's up there. Um, uh, yeah, he, he it's him. Um, but if we're talking about just playoff legacy period, um, how many game seven chokes does it take to get rid of a legacy of a ring? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just, I I think, I think the way it shifts to James or maybe Doc is if Joel is dominant, Mm -hmm. but if he's giving you, what'd you say? 23 and 10 or 26 and 10, whatever he did, people are going to look at him. And plus you got a situation where. Joker is in the conference finals. And dominant. Yes. Yes. Like, Putting up averaging 34, 10, and 12 or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'll... So, so Tasha, you, you went with MB or you went with Harden in the end? <laughs> um, If we're going semifinal entry, then yes, it'd be MB. Okay. When, when, you, when you talk about when, – when you win MVP – but Embiid's still here next year. When you win MVP, it changes. The expectations. It changes. 
Yeah. But we've been, clamoring, said- we've been clamoring for it, and we've been wanting it. Yeah. So Here when is. the MVP moments show up, then you got to be an MVP. Yep. Wouldn't it be bigger for a guy that m- might lose his job because of this game, though? That that's why I leaned. Yeah, but but a guy that might job, lose too, a guy that might lose his job for this, like Doc, doesn't mean that he didn't do a good enough job. No, no, no. He, I, he I totally did a agree. Great job. They just decided to move on. So it's not like he. I mean, look at Bud. Like Bud lost his job. He just won championship two years ago. He had <laughs> yeah. the best record in the league. I'm just saying, like, see, but Wayne Casey lost his job. Like, he was a coach of the year. Like, to me, a coach losing their job, and you gonna judge it on one year, I mean, one game, then then it, it whatever they did before, it really didn't even matter. If it's expectations, though, right? Milwaukee was voted by the best team all year. That's why Bud's losing it. They lost to an inferior team. We're not losing to an inferior team right now. We're losing to a team that everyone said. But we also, but we also lost. A game at home that we could have won the series. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That's, That's why the circumstances change things. Game six, we lose game seven. Game six becomes the biggest loss, the biggest game of the year. Yes, but in like if, five if years from now, somebody lose, lose, oh, they lost. You say somebody lost, lost their team. job because of game. I'm saying they lost it because of game six instead of seven. Yep. Yeah. But like, in, like I said, a few years from now, though, when we're talking about like, oh, uh, what happened that one? Oh, they lost to Boston. Oh, Boston was like one of the best teams in the league. So it's like it's not like we didn't lose to Miami. You know what I mean? We didn't lose to. Yeah, yeah, but you, you can say that. But if, you know, if you can say it like, no yeah, you can look like that. But Joel was. I mean, Giannis was injured. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, that team should still win, but it's the playoffs. Things happen. Yeah, but, Joel's injured too. But all I'm saying is. Does Joel's injury give him any slack in your voting? Yeah, yeah a little bit, but I mean, the the, that he's, the way he's played, I think that slack lessens. All I'm saying is, Milwaukee was never in position to win the series at home. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's 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 a huge difference. They yeah. they were playing from behind the whole series. I want to say the moment MB took his brace off, a lot of those injury excuses went down the drain. Because <laughs> if you're okay, if you're not worried, then okay, neither am I. You're good, man, right? I mean, like, if you're not worried about that getting worse. Yeah, and- I mean, people haven't the, – the, the conversation of the injury hasn't really been a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But, well, after the brace, I was like, okay, dude, you're good. You're in bead. You're back. Well, there was a few times yesterday where he was like Doris Burkamp on him holding his knee or like kind of limping or, you know, yeah, I think the one that, that one botched like fast break where uh hard dude under his leg, which by the way, yeah. how do you, how do you, we messed up, we messed up so many fast break, open layup, like three on two opportunities in the first half. It was a joke. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. um, just uh, one more thing on doc and I'm with you guys. I, Actually, this is going back to a conversation we had in the off season, uh, Eric. Um, you said that this team, we Doc may go based on the weight ends, right? Based on how it happens, right? It wasn't a sweep. It's game seven. Do you think if we lose game seven close, based on what happened last night, do you think Doc's gone? I don't. I mean, my thing is, <clears throat> if if you're gonna move on from Doc, then then what are you going to do? Like, like, what are you, who are you going to bring in here? And are you going to, are you going to start over with a whole new system? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know from that. Like, you know, then you bring a guy like 
you know, PJ come in here and they're like these older guys make commitments. Do they make commitments to be in a different system next year? Is this a two year, you know what I'm saying? Is this a three, two year, full two year run for James? So, I mean, you're giving James Harden one full year here mm-hmm. and then you change the coaches. Like, I don't think it's a lot for Doc to go like other people do if we end up losing this game. I personally don't see that. Um, I could see another full year. Then after that, maybe a change, but I, I don't think it's a lock that we lose game seven that, that, that a change is coming. Yeah. I'd like to go I, over. I, I'd like to review last year's because we I think we had a very similar conversation last year. I'd like well, to go back and, and listen to that actually. Well, well, we, well, we did. We did though. I mean, it was pretty much Eric said that it's just, it's, it depends how it, it how, how, we, how it ends and how, how we go. And I believe the question was like, if I remember right, the question was like, if we lose in the semifinals or like, it was like that. And I'm like, well, it depends on how you lose. Like, mm. do you get swept? Are you, you know what I'm sorry? Are you getting blown out? Are you, are we having the Phoenix Suns where you're down 30 in a closeout game at halftime? Two straight yeah, games? but I think if I told you to last year, <laughs> I think if I told you to last year that we were up, we're going to be up 3-2 in Boston at Philly and we lose the series, I think both of you guys would say Doc needs to go. Without knowing, I, without watching the actual games, if I said we were up three two against Boston and lost, I think most people. Yeah, yeah, would say that's what I'm saying. But that's why I also said you got to see how it goes because watching it, I don't feel like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep. Well, yeah. you said about switching, like switching, like personnel. What if they did a kind of a, one of the things where they let Doc go, one of those mutual things, but they just kind of promote Cassell. So you're keeping someone who is already a part of that regime. Because, I mean, Cassell's well-liked by everybody on that team. I mean, could you, could you, would that make more sense as far as going in a completely different direction and want to keep the kind of nucleus together? I mean, I think Sam needs a chance. Um, I think something like that happens if Doc decides to be a little more aggressive and step in the way. Mm. Um, I don't know why I don't I don't see how the why the team would say we're gonna move on from Doc and put you know the, the next guy in command. Yeah. Um, unless you're just looking for you you're just convinced that we just need a change. It, and I think if they're going to do that, they'll open it up. Mm. I, don't, I don't think I don't think Doc leaves unless they already know who the guy is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So if he goes, then who? Then who else? But this would be one, one Marcus. Five. <laughs> this would be what his fifth in a row game seven lost. Uh I believe so. Uh, just based on the numbers, I had the numbers right here. Doc Rivers is six and nine all time game seven. Hasn't won a game seven since 2015. Uh, lost the last four by an average of 12 points per game, and has never won a game seven on the road. So. <sighs> I mean, so to me, the legacy is already cemented. That's why when I was said legacy, he win this game, people still gonna look at him the same way. We go to the next round, they are gonna say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think that winning the game changes the perspective of how they view him. It, it's what I'm, that's why I said what I said as far as the legacy game. I don't think just like with James, I don't think it changed with how they view James as far as the playoffs. It just postpones it to the next game yes. seven. Just <laughs> to the next situation, like all right, Doc, so you, you got us this time. Next, next game seven. round, you know, to the next round, they're not going to say, you know, James and Doc, that's over with. All their history is gone. Now we win the win the conference finals. No, it's they'd not. have they'd have to win a ring. Yeah, 
They'd have to win a ring in like a crucial game seven to win the ring to like really <laughs> smack it. Like like yes. Yeah. Um, Even with Doc's ring, people still talk about his uh, game sevens more so than they ever talk about the the ring he had. And they tried to poo poo his, his his one ring. Oh, he had the big three. You know, that doesn't really count. You know, people talk about. I, game I also really think the way I also think the way you lose to and 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 who you lose to matters a lot. I mean, again, Boston was the favorite. We were barely a favorite before game six to win the series. That's yeah. how good Boston is viewed, Doc, people. Doc Rivers, coached, Doc Rivers coached in the game seven in the finals on the road and almost won. And nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah. Of course not. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to get to the final topic here, the, uh, the predictions we have. So before we get to the picking the game, um, we're going to go do some face-offs. Um, so uh, point total. Up, right? Nice. A little warm before we get to the uh, to the uh, main event, the pay- the pay per view event. Um, okay, so so who has more points? I'm gonna go down uh, two guys. Uh, I think we have four here. Uh, so first, uh, who has more points? Um, Tobias Harris or um, Derek White? It's a good one, right? It's a real good one. <laughs> um, Tobias, because I think that they stick with. Brogdon a little more than White and Williams. <clears throat> I'm going to go Tobias. I think he has a bounce back. He's good at bouncing back, but that was a dreadful game. And, and you know what? We didn't talk about his pressure, but he might be gone this next six months, eight months, if if this is another bad game for him. But, you, you know, you count his, 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 his income, so he's yeah, good. Yeah, I was counting big time yesterday. <laughs> oh, I was counting big time. Yeah. Yes. Five mil, he, he six, was. six mil for every miss he had yesterday. That, that's where I was counting. Good for him. <laughs> and, and Eric, he was, he, he, was talk, yeah. he was talking about this throughout the game. He goes, oh, I'm, sure he was. I'm sure he was. Yeah. <laughs> um, One for seven? I mean, come on, man. Hey, I'm sure he was. You know, he he counting people's, <laughs> people's money. I'm sure he did. One for seven. <laughs> All right, so the next one, uh, James Harden or Marcus Smart, who will have more points between the two of them? Um, James. If James doesn't, we lose. Okay. If if James loses this matchup right there, we just talked about, we're gonna lose by like fifteen, actually. So mm-hmm. James. All right. Um. Okay. So then we got uh Tyrese Maxey or Jalen Brown. Who will have more points between the two of them? Jalen Brown. Go Brown. I think <clears throat> Brown will have a better game seven. All right, we got the, the main event here. Okay, who will have more points, Joel Embiid or Jason Tatum? Oof. If we want to win, it needs to be Joel. That should be like his mark. We're not going to tell you how many points to score, Joel. Just outscore Tatum. But I also think that. But he, I think Tatum, he outscored him last game. Tatum too. and Brown will balance out a little bit. Um, I think Joel has to. That's the outscore. Definitely. The pro- the problem is too, some of these matches we gotta outscore by a lot because Celtics aren't that top heavy. They have a lot of guys who can pitch in for like 10 to 15 points. So when our top heavy guys need to outscore their counterparts by a lot. It's not just a oh we oh yeah, he outscored him by three points. Like, no, that's not good enough. Now when Brogan's putting in 15, not when Robert Williams is getting, you know, three or four lobs and scoring like eight points. Horford scoring like 10 points. They have so many guys who, who pitch in a little here and there. Yeah. 
that, that's this game will it'll mean a lot when you see how Al Horford shoots the ball. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, I hate to say it, he's he's due for a better game. That's for sure. So he's been ice he cold. Yes. Yeah, Melton will counteract that then. He's yeah, he's, he's, he's due. Right. <laughs> he's, he's definitely due. We have, we have a few guys that are due. That's the beauty of it. Harden is definitely – Harden by pattern and stats is due. The one good game, two terrible games. One good game, one average game, one 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 bad game. He's This is it right here. Um, all right, this, you're right. This is it. So uh, final, final topic here, guys. Game seven at Boston, Sunday – uh, right now, the Sixers are a seven-point dog. Uh, we were opened up at seven points. Uh, we went up to seven and a half points. Now came back down to seven points. So, uh, who do you guys? And, and also, we've been an underdog every game this series so far, even the games at home. Um, the two games we won at Boston, we opened up as a nine and a half point uh, favorite or nine and a half point underdog in game one. We opened up as a seven and a half point underdog in game five, and then we ended up winning both those games. So. I'm throwing out this this spreads. I don't think Vegas can really handicap this uh the uh this 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 matchup. Uh so but who do you guys have? Uh six or seven point underdog Sunday. Who do you guys have? <clears throat> the heart has the Sixers. <laughs> the mind. I don't know. I don't feel good. I want to show you my screen. I have that exact thing written out. My heart, heart says, says this. My head but says I do this. not feel good about it, I, and I have not felt good since we lost the game last night. I just, <clears throat> I just don't have a good feeling. They're like we're, they're going to have to win for me to feel good. Not almost, not not end of the game. Get close. To the, they have to win for me to feel like feel good about it. I just don't have a good feeling. I, I just think, I, and I said it at the last show. I thought Game Six was the game to be had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you oh. said that before the season started. Serious, because I said seven. You said, I don't think we win a game seven if it goes back to Boston. <laughs> so, Here we that's are. That's why I don't feel good. I don't do not feel good about it. I'm not going. I'm not going to speak that into existence. I'm going to speak that we're going to win, but I do not feel good about it. So, in most games, the series is more desperate team is one. Um, we are obviously the more – I'd say even though it's 3-3, I'd say we're the more desperate and, and and the odds are stacked against us, right? They know we're not – they know we're the seven-pointer dogs. We're at Boston. We're in theirs. A few counterbalancing things, though. We've won twice at Boston, right? We'd have to win for a third time. Um, but I said this before the series started because I thought it goes seven. I, I wasn't too concerned about – winning at a home or away because Boston's done that a lot. They wanted other people and they've given up games at Boston over the last couple playoff years. Um, <laughs> heart and head. Um, I'm going to go us. I think we either win a close game or they blow us out. Um, I think we're the better crunch time team, which is why we've won. If you look at the games that have been decided by a couple of points, we've won those. But most, I think, the blowouts have really come from them. Um, even last night, close game. Close game throughout the third and fourth quarter, right? All of a sudden, they blow balloon into a double-digit lead. 
Yeah. Um, quick, too. Quick, because they're not as good as a crunch time team. I think if it comes down to a, a trading bats at the end of the game, we have guys that are just unstoppable. Embiid and Hard at the end of the game can can, can have been making um, game winners. Um, even Maxi, that, that stat I think I read recently that Maxi and Harden have, I think, two of the most game tie or game winning shots. I read, did you guys see that in the playoffs? I think they, I think yeah. one has three, one has, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'll pull it up right here. Um, three, two or three. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, so I just think that if it cuts this close, I, I'll, I'll feel great. Like if we get to, if it's two minutes left and we're down by two, I'll feel good about it. Um, I just think we have to get there. It's all about getting there because everything else, I mean, I just, I think we're susceptible. I, I hate the spread. I think the spread wants you to take Philly plus seven because it's a deciding game. It's been a great series. Take a team plus seven points or so equally and even. I don't think that's the case. I, I this the spread scares me. I'm taking Philly because my heart wins out and I, I predicted Sixers and seven. I'm pretty much where we are right now. Um, I just thought I thought we'd probably have to win Game Six to get to Game Seven, which we'd have the momentum going into it. But you know, yeah. um, and hearing them say it, talk themselves into it. This is war. Oh, I wanted a Game Seven. Oh, said Game Sevens are great. Really, no, you, don't want no, you don't want no Game Seven. Really, is that what you really Embiid? You really wanted to go to a Game Seven in Boston? Is that what you? Is that what your game plan was so going into the series? My my family bracket here. Just so you all know, I picked the Sixers to beat Denver. In the finals, so okay. Well, that's your part again. Yeah, but uh, you know, one team is in the conference finals. We can get the other one there. Yeah, it's go time. So the uh, someone posted this online. Um, if you look at the Raptors Sixers uh, seven game series, um, the Raptors had pretty much the same roadmap. The way if we win Game Seven. We will have the same amount uh, or the same wins in the same games that they did, as same as the Hawks um, as well when they beat us in seven games too. So we are pretty – all the games we've won are the same games they won in that order. You mean yeah. like one, yeah, one, yeah. Yeah, was three, it uh, one, three. Five and seven? Yeah, five and seven, yeah. Yeah. So we could be in that same kind of trajectory. So this is on the other other side of that. So hopefully we're getting 2001 76ers magic from our guy Eric over here. What also sucks is the trends are against us too, because besides game one, every team's won two in a row, right? Boston yeah. won two and Boston won two and three. We yep. won four and five. Boston won yep. six. Yep. But we start on the seat with the um winning with that first one though, so that could be our Yeah. That could be the one-one split. It's a mirror. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so that game will either be at eight o'clock or three thirty, depending on the way um, the, the Warriors-Lakers game goes tonight. I also like that we got an extra day for this one finally, instead of the two days. That 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 helps. That helps. That helps the knee, and it helps Harden. And it helps both teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. I have tu- I have tunnel vision, Eric. I'm only looking at how it helps us. <laughs> it helps both teams. Would you rather play early or late, Eric? Uh, early afternoon, especially after two days off. And that game, the next game is a two-point game now, just so you know. 
Oh my god. No. <laughs> the Knicks nicked in the second quarter. There you go. <laughs> so the next time we'll see you guys, we'll either be talking about a preview of the offseason or a preview of uh, Knicks Heat versus Sixers. So hopefully it's the latter. But yeah, I hope, hope so. you guys enjoyed. The, yeah, I hope so. Um, we hope you guys enjoy the game Sunday and hopefully uh, Sixers pull it off. So yeah. All right. fingers crossed. Right, take it easy. All see right, guys. guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.